You know, we call the WNBA bubble the wobble. So how come the WNBA doesn't bring on downtown Julie Brown from MTV fame so she can go say wobble wobble wobble? Does nobody get that? Ray Ray is fundamental, number one podcast from the get-go. And since you're listening, you got good sense, so let me break it down on this instrumental. It's basketball and all its essences. It's full of pop culture references. Point guards to stretch fours and fives. The last Buffy episode, despite survival. Never mind, let me get on track. Houston had a good run, and a team was stacked. We had plans for the team, Wolves, y'all remember? Quick question in sync, who's your favorite member? Oops, I did it again. Hold up, wait, best team on the court, probably Golden State, yeah. Curry and them, yeah, they out this world, but that's Gray's top five, he's saying the Spice Girls. <laughs> I make that downtown Julie Brown reference. Only Generation X would get that. The time when MTV used to do music. <laughs> now I sound grumpy. This is the Ray Ray is Fundamental podcast, premiering on August the 7th, 2020. The main interview of my guest was recorded on August the 6th, 2020. My name is Ray Ray. It's my real name twice in case you didn't know. Hello. So, my guest and I talked about WNBA and a little bit of NBA. Basically, the usual meat and potatoes that you get from the show. Although there are a few things. Since then, the Connecticut Sun have won their first game, TJ Warren didn't score a lot of points, and the Lakers lost yet again, although that clearly has no bearing on their playoff standing because they already clinched the first seed. So, if you get somehow confused of what we talked about, it's because a few things have been updated since. It's what I get for not having a live podcast and insisting on putting it forward within 24 hours of recording, but that's okay. You also have the internet, so you can check out what mistakes we made. Anyway. I talked to Katie Davidson, who works for the next publication, which covers women's basketball. I gotta tell you, you really gotta watch women's basketball because all the old school ball you miss from men's basketball, namely the NBA, are all still in the WNBA. They actually have defined positions in women's basketball, and if your big complaints that there are no dunks, hey man, I bet a lot of you can't, a lot of you that watch basketball can't dunk, can't even touch rim, so shut up. All right. Well, okay, I just really want you guys to give it a shot because basketball is basketball. Take a look and appreciate the fundamentals. Just like my show is fundamental. That's why Ray Ray is fundamental. I've talked enough. We're going to talk a lot of Minnesota links and WNBA with Katie. Maybe you can learn a thing or ten. Because she knows more basketball than you do. You heard? Promo. Then Katie. After the beep. Beep. It's Kristen Ledloaf, and I was once on the Ray Ray is Fundamental podcast. Once. That was enough. Ray Ray is Fundamental podcast, episode 122. That means I've talked to way too many strangers. My guest. <laughs> She covers the Minnesota Lynx for the next, which covers women's basketball. She's been everywhere in Minnesota sports. The Timberwolves, the Lynx, Athletic Minnesota, A Wolf Among Wolves, Rivertown News. She is Katie Davidson. How is it going? You know, I really can't complain, so it's going well. How are you? I'm okay. I mean, we're only stuck in the we're only stuck in their house for like <laughs> four or five months now, so right. I just wanted to ask you, yeah, how have you been doing in this entire time during this pandemic? Um, you know, I feel like just like everyone, it's been tough, but, um, I don't know, there's always someone who has it way worse than I do, so, um, I have to keep that in mind on my bad days, so. 
Yeah, that, that's a good mentality. But yeah, hopefully soon, I don't know when, maybe 2025 or something, we'll actually have a normal life. Um, so uh, we only started following each other on Twitter maybe last year or two years ago. I don't know. Um, so uh, tell me how you got into this mess in this sports business. Um, I guess it kind of goes back to like high school, honestly. I knew that I wanted to be a reporter of some sort, and then I just... Um, I've always followed sports and found that I really enjoyed sports reporting, but not just like the typical uh, writing up a game report, doing the typical like game recaps. Like I'm really driven um, towards feature stories and like profiling athletes and coaches and doing more of those um, humanitarian pieces. So I've just really enjoyed sports writing, but um, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Like you mentioned, A Wolf Among Wolves, they gave me like my first um, professional sports opportunity, and then from there it was The Athletic, and then I worked for the Timberwolves and the Lynx for about eight months, and then uh, now I am unemployed in freelance writing, but covering the Lynx still, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it's been hard during this pandemic, so, I mean, hopefully, again, we get back to normal and we're all employed once again and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, when you found out that sports were coming back, what were your thoughts? Because I've mentioned so many times on my social media accounts that, why are we doing this now? <laughs> yeah, no, I was definitely, like, I've had people say to me, like, what did you do without sports for so long? And I was like, sports were the last thing I was thinking about during all of this. And I was honestly a little bit, um, I don't know, pessimistic maybe is the right word about yeah, yeah. the WNBA restarting. And um, it's great that the bubble has been working, the bubble and the bubble have been working pretty well for the NBA and WNBA so far. Um, I thought like, basketball was going to be a distraction um, to everything else that was going on outside of the pandemic with George Floyd's murder and mm-hmm. just everything that's come to light after that. And um, I feel like the WNBA, though, has done a tremendous job as far as mm-hmm. all they've done for social justice matters um, ever since they started playing again. So I don't know. It's just been a crazy month. But, yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't have the right words to... I mean, so far, yeah, so far it's, it's worked. I mean, we just received the the reports that there's been zero tests for the NBA and I know the WNBA has been keeping on. So what are your thoughts now? Do you feel a little more confident they can finish their seasons? Um, yeah, I feel like as far as, um, diminishing the spread of the virus or like, I feel like they've done a tremendous job about that. I'm still a little bit concerned about how many games they're trying to get into a seven-week period and that kind of frightens me as far as like players playing every other day and not having a lot of time to rest and WNBA players are already like they don't have much of an off season because they have to go play overseas to make money and um, so I'm a little bit worried about that because it's only uh, week two and we've already seen quite a few injuries so um, I don't know. That's something to keep in mind, but players seem pretty optimistic right now, so we'll see. I was thinking that maybe because there's no travel, I thought it would be a little easier for the players. Right. But yeah, but now we're seeing a lot more. We just saw Ben Simmons for the Sixers get get, mm-hmm. his, uh, get his knee hurt. So, yeah, it is a little concerning. The Lynx, though, they're 4-1. and one. 
Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you surprised as I am? Um, not totally because one, like I've made the mistake of underestimating a team that's coached by Cheryl Reeve before and I'm not going to make that mistake again. But uh. they also like we have to keep in mind too that three of their four wins have come against teams that have yet to win a game this year. Um, so I think it's great that they're four and one and um, they've had a lot of players step up who maybe were unexpectedly stepped up. But um, yeah, I think it's a little bit too early to be like, they are championship contenders, you know, but um, they've been impressive so far, and just the fact that they are pulling out these wins with a pretty new roster is um, impressive. But it is a shortened season, because 4-1, right. that's like nearly a fourth of the season already. Right, so, that's true. Yeah, I mean, every game every game counts a lot more this year than previous years, basically. Um, right. The Lynx, WNBA Dynasty in the 2010s, and you got to see, you got to see Sylvia Fowles a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And now she's the leading rebounder in WNBA history. You don't get to see that a lot in the NBA because they have a they have a huge history, obviously. But right. WNBA has only been around for like not even 25 years yet, and here we are. We're seeing records like that get broken, and I think that's pretty cool. Don't you think? Oh, for sure. And it's just cool that she broke um, her now her current assistant coach, but it was her former teammate, Rebecca Brunson, mm-hmm. broke her record and that Rebecca got to give Syl the game ball when she broke the record and everything. And, like, I've only been on the Lynx beat. This is my second season covering the team. But you cannot find, like, a better, more genuine, sincere player than Sylvia Fowles. So um, I'm happy for any accomplishment that comes her way. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that, uh, Fowles actually did not play uh, Wednesday night, um, her first missed game as a Lynx member. Yeah. But in comes Bridget Carlton, who I really (laughs) barely know anything about. And here she is. She comes in as the third player in WNBA history to start a game and get 25 points and five boards. What can you tell us about this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought she had... I think she played, I can't remember how many minutes she had against Connecticut um, on Saturday, but she had, like, really good, when she was in, um, she kind of, like, kept the team afloat, honestly, and so I was still a little bit shocked, though, when she comes out and drops 25 points and is 3 for 3 from the three-point line um, yesterday against New York, but Bridget is also, like, Again, my time with her has been limited because, one, we're talking to them through Zoom, and yeah. she joined the Lynx team late last season, but also just, like, one of the most sincere, genuine, kind-hearted people. Um, so it's great to see her have that kind of night. And it sounds like, based on um, her history at Iowa State, she's one of those players who, like, you have to, like, tell her to get out of the gym because she's cr- <laughs> like consistently always in the gym shooting and getting reps in and you could kind of tell that by how she played last night like um someone on my beat neil Olstead, just brought up how her mechanics are so clean and just like her fundamentals they're so great and her iq and everything and just how she reads the court are spot on so i think um it's really exciting that she got this opportunity obviously it sucks that it came at the expense of an injury of um her teammates mm-hmm. 
but um, it's great for Bridget, and I hope that her role um, continues to expand with the links. Yeah, and it's, and the thing is that what surprised me is that I mean, these players are all good basketball players, right? And you kind of can't leave them alone because I saw her like she she busted through so many seams and she went through she, and she had so many open lanes. I'm just kind of like, why are you leaving her alone? Like, it doesn't matter if she, right. she's a 12th woman or whatever. Like, she's a good basketball player. She's in the league for a reason. For sure. Yeah. Um, but we seem to have players breaking out this season. Like, I'm not sure if this is like common in the WNBA or it's not. It's not common in the NBA at all. But we have like. Maisha Hines Allen, we have Monique Billings, mm-hmm. we have Kalia Copper, now Bridget Carlton. Like, is this kind of like the norm for a WNBA season? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I don't remember it being like this last year as far as these uh, bench players coming and just kind of carrying their teams. But I shouldn't say carrying, but just like, yeah. you know, being premier scorers. And I don't know if it's because like, Maybe veteran players didn't have as much access to gyms or hoops or what their training was like when we were all in lockdown and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's fun to see. It's fun to see people taking advantage of opportunity and making the most of it. Um, and especially when, like, these players stepping up gives their veteran players or their star players on their team more time to rest, which is going to be so crucial this season when they're playing every other day for the most part. So. Right. Yeah. And we also received the news today. Today's Thursday, by the way. Uh, Odyssey Sims is coming back. And I think that's really remarkable considering she just had a baby yeah. <laughs> four months ago. And so yeah, like I don't, envy women having to give birth but at the same time I think it's really really remarkable that they can do that sort of thing where they can just come back in, in a month's time or a few months time and play the highest of professional sports right so that adds to the death how do think she's going to fit in this season, this season um I feel like Odyssey last year she joined the team and just fit in really well right away um so I, I don't think she'll we'll see her like with limited minutes from the start, maybe like the first game or so if she's um, trying to get back into playing five on five and whatnot. But um, I one big thing, though, one concern is that like Coach Reeve has just said, limiting tur- turnovers is their biggest thing for this season because they led the league in turnovers per game last year. And Odyssey led all players in turnovers <laughs> per game last year. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't played... Um, WNBA basketball in 11 months so we'll see like I have no idea how long it's going to take her to get back into WNBA um, readiness but I I don't see how you could limit um, a former or last year all-star and all at WNBA player um, and have her like come off the bench so I wrote about that today and I think that we could see um, Crystal Dangerfield the Link's rookie second round draft pick um, probably come off the bench once Odyssey's ready but that's awesome too because like we had no idea that the Lynx were going to have this much depth in the backcourt and if we have Crystal coming off um, the off of the bench after we didn't even know if she was going to be WNBA ready mm-hmm. but she's proven that she can start 
as a starting point guard for the Lynx, that's going to be huge for their depth. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Lynx, well, former Lynx, how how weird is it for you to see Simone Augustus in the Sparks? <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird, and like, it's great. Like Simone is having a terrific season, and I'm really happy for her as someone who watched her um, throughout my years of being a WNBA fan and not actually covering the league, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that was such a weird thing, and, like, I was working for the Lynx team at the time, and, like, just being an employee of the league, or of the team, doesn't mean you know everything that's going on, so when we found out, I was just, like, completely shocked, um, but I'm happy if she's happy, and, like, obviously succeeding and having a more successful season than she did last year on the Lynx when she was still getting over her, um, knee surgery, so... Yeah, but it, it is so weird, and I am really sad that she will not end her season or end her career as a Lynx player. But mm-hmm. yeah, so other than the Lynx, what has surprised you about the WMA season the most? I mentioned the players that have stepped up this season: uh, the Storm, the Sky, the Mystics. Anything that surprises you? Um, I think people are saying that. One thing I've heard a lot is that. People are surprised the Mystics are so good without um, Elena Deladon and Tina Charles, who they acquired mm-hmm. in the offseason. But I think the biggest thing right now for me is just, like, I don't know how Connecticut, who was in the finals last year, still 0-5, and all that they, um, John Quell Jones opted out of the season and whatnot, and they're still waiting for Rianne January to play. Um, she's in the bubble now, and it looks like she's practiced with the team. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was her first practice, but just with Dewan about her Bonner, and she's leading the league in scoring, and they still have yet to put a win together. Um, I think that's been my biggest surprise about the season so far, honestly. But mm. I know Dewana Bonner, and uh, last time I saw before before the fifth game, I think they were averaging Dewana Bonner and Elsa were averaging thirty-seven minutes per game, which is crazy to me. Yeah. And well, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that's that's so hard this season, too, when we've already said this multiple times, but, like, they're playing every other day and yeah. a, lot, a lot of rest in between and whatnot. So. Not to mention, and I keep mentioning this because I'm a wimp. Alyssa Thomas is playing with two torn labrums, and I'm just like, how could you do this? Like, that's... Yeah. I already cry when someone pinches me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these women are incredible, and... Just like you said about Odyssey Sims, the fact that she's playing after giving birth in April is insane, but good for her. Mm-hmm. So, I know it's early in the season, and people like to hear this kind of stuff, <laughs> but, like, who do you have as the champions by September, October, whenever this thing ends? That's a good question. I honestly haven't put too much thought into it. I don't blame um, you. <laughs> Seattle was, um, for sure, one of my top ones because... Uh, they have so much depth, like the players that are coming off the bench this year were starting for them last year, um, so that's huge. Um, Sue Bird's injury kind of impacts that a little bit, but um, my colleague Derek James, he covers uh, the storm for the next, and he wrote a really good article about Jordan Canada and what she's done as Sue Bird's backup point guard, so I think they're going to be okay with, as far as depth is concerned. Mm-hmm. So Seattle, Seattle is probably one of my favorites. Um, 
Washington, I honestly haven't watched a ton of yet. I feel like it's so impressive what they've done this far so far, and like it shouldn't be that unexpected because of Mike Tebow. Um, but I don't know if I see them being a contender again this year. It, it kind of depends on what Maisha Hines Allen continues to do, and Emma Mieseman, of course. Um, I don't know. It's it's just like I don't want to overreact to too much, but like you said this we're almost like a quarter of the way through the season so it's hard to not overreact to the first five games um for each team yet either but seattle's definitely my favorite of all the teams right now i mean we're all sports fans we overreact we overreact after like one quarter of a basketball game <laughs> right, that's so what we're supposed to do <laughs> yeah but but also you mentioned seattle like brianna stewart i think it's really impressive that she's coming back yeah. from an achilles injury and she's one of the top one of the top players again I think that's really she impressive. Looks so good, and just like, just one, her shot looks like she didn't miss a season, and her conditioning is just so incredible. And coming back from an injury like that is just you—you you never know if people are going to come back the same as they did before. But she looks almost even better than she did before, so that's huge for them. Yeah, and I it's mean, great. it's just great for the league to have a star player like that coming back as strong as she was before. Yeah, and usually when we see NBA players get Achilles injuries, it's like it's the end for them, basically, right? right? And here's Brianna Stewart as if she missed, she missed nothing basically, and yeah. she she's just as amazing as she was when she before her injury. Um, quick NBA talk. While this podcast is going on, we have the <laughs> we have the Pacers and Suns playing. And um, as we've seen, <laughs> Bubble TJ Ward has been unstoppable, ne- averaging nearly 40 points in the bubble so far. So, wow. I know. And I believe as I looked at his scoreboard, he he's, has 13 points at the half. So okay. what do you think right now with TJ Ward? Like what the heck's going on here? Because suddenly he's he's been unstoppable. I honestly have no explanation for it. I have no explanation for what's going on with the NBA right now. I know, like, Wolves fans right now are so hyped up about Devin Booker and his game against the Clippers was huge, Um, his shot and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just – I just feel like it's so unpredictable what's going to happen in the bubble because you have all these outside variables as far as, like, what players like could they get into a gym when they were locked out and everything of their practice facilities and whatnot and I don't know it's it's just so weird and (laughs) like it's great that all these players all these players are stepping up and having huge um games in the bubble and whatnot I just I have no explanation for (laughs) it whatsoever but yeah and Toronto looks unstoppable too I mean, will will it shock you if they repeat? Because they have no quote unquote superstars, but they have a lot of right. very good players. But yet, it's like they can't figure them out. It would shock me because, well, I don't know if it would shock me, but just the like thinking that Kawhi Leonard could still be on that team—that um, <laughs> is just outrageous to me. So, I guess that would shock me the most that they won a championship without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I watched, I've watched the Lakers. I watched Zion and Ja play against each other, and mm-hmm. I still feel like um, LeBron and just his veteran experience will 
carry the Lakers quite pretty far, but we'll see. Yeah. Last question. Would you want to be in the bubble right now? Oh, no, definitely not. Like, <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't know how they're doing it. And, like, um, one of my former colleagues from the digital content team with the Timberwolves and Lynx, he's there as the social media person right now uh-huh. with the Lynx. And I just, I don't know how you stay in a hotel room that long and, like, I mean, it's pretty much what we're going through, but, like, I get to be in my apartment um, during this time, and also just the Florida humidity, that would probably okay, that's... not go well with me, so. <laughs> okay, that, 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 because I was thinking, it's like, well, what if you have all your entertainment in the wobble, and then you just mentioned the Florida right. weather, and it's like, okay, never mind, yeah, I mean, I live, yeah. in, I live in California myself, but, like, you know, it's not so bad here. Um yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, so go ahead and uh, publicize your social media, your works on the internet, <laughs> everything that you want to talk about. Um, I guess people can follow me on Twitter at by Katie Davidson. Um, mostly WNBA and NBA tweets, but sometimes I just have uh, nonsense in there too. So <laughs> we all do. Watch out for that, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. I mean, follow subscribe to the next we have some tremendous writers there they're all tremendous writers and people who are just like on my slack feed they're constantly talking about the WNBA and what they want to write next so it's pretty dedicated people and i'm really 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 grateful that they brought me on so it's been huge i want to quote one of our good friends ari chambers the WNBA is so important so please continue watching the league they are they have some really good basketball and if you miss old school basketball like back in the day the 90s oh my god we don't have post play anymore watch the WNBA <laughs> they have it there you know oh for sure come on guys um yeah follow me on Twitter at the Nolik Pass uh find my works at thenolikpass.com I cover NBA and my first time covering WNBA this year oh my god I'm so excited Yay. uh also follow the podcast very fundamental you can find on all wherever you can find podcasts where it's Apple Stitcher iHeartRadio uh, even my even my site readynet slash fun. Um, that's about it. This is Katie Davidson. She's my friend now. She's no longer a stranger. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ray Ray, and thank you for covering the WNBA too. You're welcome, and it's my it's a privilege. It's a it's an honor. It's a privilege, and this is Ray Ray. I don't talk to strangers like I do. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>